Well, tonight, Ivan is in the studio with me, and he is a penis extender model. He assures me he doesn't need it, but I'll check that out a bit later in the program. We're going to talk about that tonight here on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show, the show where we educate men and women about sexual health, how it relates to overall health, making your relationship the best they it can be. Your relationship's the best they can be. I'm Maureen McGrath. I am your host. I'm a registered nurse, sexpert, blogger, researcher, clinician, and uh, I uh, talk the taboo. Sometimes people don't like when I do that, but uh, often you do. So to that end, I'd like to say uh, thank you for all of your emails. I love them. Keep them coming. I'm going to address some of those tonight on the program. There's a few other subjects I'll be talking about. But first, just saying, I am a journalist, don't forget. Well, not really. I fake that, too. Uh, uh, Cucumbers have been recalled. Just saying. I have nothing else to say. Um, And I also want to mention that Pfizer announced today that Viagra will soon be available in liquid form and will be marketed by Pepsi-Cola as a power beverage suitable for use as a mixer. It will now be possible for a man to literally pour himself a stiff one. Obviously, we can no longer call this a soft drink, and it gives a whole new meaning to the name cocktails, highballs, and just a good old-fashioned stiff drink. Pepsi will be marketing this new concoction by the name of Mount and do. Anyway, just a little laugh there for you. Hopefully, as we start out this show, we are have some serious subjects on the show, and I also address some of the more fun issues around sexuality and sexual health, and that is the idea Tonight, that is my goal. We're going to be talking about why sexual health education is important. September is Sexual Health Month, and I am going to review a couple of research studies, one that is large and rigorous, and I will demonstrate why self-defense is important as a rape prevention tool, and that can be controversial. I'm also going to be talking about the penis size haptic recall study, also going to be discussing turtling and empowerment hidden empowerment in men, and we'll be reviewing the stealth underwear. And I do have a pair of stealth underwear to give away tonight on the program, so you can call me anytime at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. And uh, so if you're feeling a little less than confident down there, have I got something for you. Um, so we, but I'm going to be talking about that with Evan later on in the program, in the second half of the program. Also tonight, some of these words I use, haptic and turtling, I've I've been (laughs) talking about them with my friends, and they're like, we don't even know what you're talking about. So hopefully you'll learn a thing or two here tonight on the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Did you know that 40% of all pregnancies are unplanned? Joining me tonight is Bridget Atterbury. She's going to be talking about the Accessible Birth Control Committee, which is based out of Invermere. It was created because the committee recognized the high number of unplanned pregnancies on a grander scale. So she'll be joining me uh, a little bit after the break. As you know, unplanned pregnancies are, the, the effects of unplanned pregnancies are very diverse, and uh, there's an impact to maternal and newborn health, child poverty and children and youth living outside of their parental home. And also reproductive coercion is a big and significant issue there, and we're going to be talking about that as well. But first, one of your emails. Thank you so much. Last week, I spoke about toxic relationships and and or dating a psychopath. And I had an email from a woman, and she said um, she'd heard the segment on toxic relationship, and it had it had resonated with her. 
And she recently learned that her husband of 12 years had been having a an affair outside of their marriage for a number of years, almost the entire marriage. And it only ended because she moved on to a new relationship. She probably realized that uh, he was never going to leave his wife. But this man, her, this woman's husband, is still in business with the family and still has feelings for this woman that he'd been having an affair with, married to somebody else. So he had revealed the truth to his wife, and now he's very defensive and manipulative and insulting his wife. He's telling her that she's let herself go, that she needs to change her lifestyle and her job, and that he she needs to work on the marriage more. He's telling her he's not happy and he feels trapped, but he doesn't want to lose her. So he, he it's that push-pull, and he cannot bear to be alone, and there's... He doesn't want to talk about it. He doesn't want to get any help, and he doesn't want them to uh, seek counseling. He doesn't want her to sort out her feelings about the affair. He just says to her she needs to get over it. She said she's 47 years old, and this is uh, her first marriage, and she's also very afraid to leave the relationship. She said she's very close with her children and her in-laws, and they have a lot of friends and colleagues together, and um, the she feels that the marriage breakdown would devastate everybody involved. So she says also that he's not open to counseling as he feels he would be vilified for his cheating and deception. And she feels weak, alone, disempowered, and has absolutely no idea how to proceed. And she's asking me for any guidance. She said any guidance would be greatly appreciated. And this is, of course, is a very complex situation, but it's very common as well, especially the control factor and the denial that's involved there. But it's you know, you, when you sell your soul, uh, it's a lot of problems. And so in a very short uh, answer here, you can never change anyone else, only yourself. And that's the only way the other person changes. Because if you continue to behave in the way they expect, then they will continue that behavior. But you, if you realize, no, I'm not going to take this anymore, I'm not actually going to... Um, respond in the normal way. You actually have to take a real good look at yourself. You also have to know what, what is it you want out of life. The woman is 47 years old. She says a lot of years ahead of her. She can have a very healthy relationship. I was speaking to a divorced woman recently who told me that she had not left her husband. Rather, she went to herself. I love that. And I think in this case, this woman can go to herself. And sometimes you need to go to yourself because the longer you remain in a toxic relationship, the greater the risk of you losing yourself. And worse than that, getting ill. You get very depleted and you can get very ill. Nobody matters in a situation like this. Not your family, not your children, not your in-laws, not your friends. Nobody matters. Only you matter. And those people who truly care about you and love you will come along with you as well. You are the most important person to you. You may need support stepping away from this relationship if it stays the way that it is. But if your husband is unwilling to address the issues in the relationship and his feelings for you, but you definitely deserve and everybody deserves to be loved and to be loved with respect and dignity. And But that takes self-respect first, and that's really where one needs to begin. As I say, this is a very complex issue, but I'm sure that aspects of it many people can relate to. So I thank you so much for your email because I think this kind of situation occurs quite commonly. Yeah, people do let themselves go. Sometimes people lose attraction for other people at different times of life. Lots of problems come along. But you know what? That's life. And you do have to deal with the issues um, so that you can heal and move on and perhaps have a better 
uh, relationship with yourself, with somebody else, or even with this husband, should this be able to be worked out. And that's basically what I have to say there, because can't solve all the problems here. But on this show, what I try and do is to give you some guidance and some direction so that you can take it and, and go away um, thinking about it, maybe look at it from a different perspective. Anyway, when I come back, we're going to be talking about unplanned pregnancies, reproductive coercion, and the tremendously negative impact this can have on a person's life. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen. I am the host of the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Thanks for being with me tonight. I thoroughly enjoy being with you. It's always my pleasure. Hopefully a little bit of yours as well. Uh, Reproductive coercion is used in abusive relationships where men use strategies to force women to become pregnant. It is used as a way for men to have absolute control over a woman's body, making her dependent on him and sometimes as a means to justify and possibly more severe abuse. Uh, This is an important issue because it's related to advocacy for publicly funded birth control. Bridget Atterbury joins me on the line. She is a, the chair of the Accessible Birth Control Committee that is based out of Invermere, British Columbia. The committee recognized the high number of unplanned pregnancies on a grand scale. She's here on the line to talk to me tonight about this multifaceted and very interesting situation that is going on in our province and why we lag behind 30 European countries for unplanned pregnancies, countries who subsidize birth control. Hello, Bridget. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Thanks for joining me tonight to talk about this very diverse and uh, very challenging situation. And and thanks for recognizing it and realizing that we need to do something about this. Yeah, absolutely. So what is the mission of the Accessible Birth Control Committee and perhaps a little bit of background? Sure. Well, um, as you mentioned before, the Accessible Birth Control Committee is the committee that formed in Invermere after we recognized the high number of unplanned pregnancies in our community and its effect on the mother and child's health and well-being. Then after we did um, some further exploring, we found unplanned pregnancies are not unique to our community, but rather it's a provincial or even national issue as 40% of pregnancies are not planned in Canada. And this high rate of um, unplanned pregnancies is related to accessibility to quality birth control as unintended pregnancies is highest in poor and low-income women. So we started to take a look at other countries, and when we compare our accessibility of birth control here in BC as opposed to European countries, we get a glimpse of what success can look like and that we have much-needed steps to take to achieve a lower rate of unplanned pregnancies because we are lagging, as you said, behind 30 European countries in unplanned pregnancy rates. And this has a big socioeconomic impact on on governments and, and health care, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely, yes. And and so it, it actually costs taxpayers a whole lot more uh, when this birth control is not accessible for uh, girls and women. Oh, absolutely. It, the, so over the longer term. Yes, for sure. And when we look to European countries who have experienced the success with low pr- rates of unplanned pregnancies, they've also subsequently have had um, great cost savings as well. Exactly. And so how do unplanned pregnancies affect maternal and newborn health? Um, well, as I mentioned before, 40% of pregnancies are unplanned and the rate is highest among poor and low-income women. And so th- these women are less likely to seek prenatal care. They're four times more likely to be hospitalized for a pregnancy-related condition. 
they have a higher risk for preterm birth and low birth rate. And they have an increase in sudden infant death syndrome by 1.6. And mothers are at higher risk for postpartum depression. And the child is at an increased risk for health problems later on. And so uh, premature birth is something that you mentioned. And so babies who are born prior to 37, 38, 39, 40 weeks have a higher risk of ending up in a special care nursery or requiring alternate levels of care. Exactly. Um, and that is also a very expensive proposition, uh, just yes. just being hospitalized in an acute care facility. But not only that, but they may have longer terms and longer term disability or issues, uh, in learning issues, for example, right. in their in over the lifetime, and may require support and help for a long time. So we're looking at millions of dollars potentially. Exactly. Yes. And um, as I was going to say earlier. Um, with Europeans, their contraceptive revolution, where birth control is subsidized and therefore accessible to all when they're planning if and when they become pregnant, and they have seen the cost savings. So, for example, um, one analysis of the contraceptive access program in the UK established a benefit-cost ratio of 11 to 1, with a total savings of £3.97 billion over a 13-year period. That's amazing. Now, um, I mentioned a little bit about reproductive coercion earlier when I introduced the subject. You know, sometimes you think of, you more associate women getting pregnant intentionally to keep a guy. You see that when a marriage is perhaps breaking down, or you see that when somebody wants somebody to marry them, or, you know, women are, it's not, well, I mean, it happens. Women we're a bit sneakier. You know, sometimes I'm rough on the men. <laughs> no pun, in, <laughs> yeah. pun intended there. No, um, but, <laughs> no um, but, but you know, the reality is that women are, we're socialized, to, we're, we're sneakier, we're a bit more manipulative. We know how to right. use those tactics. And men are a bit simpler, and they're like, what? Unless you write it down for me and then, you know, tell me, I'm not going to quite get it. But, but we don't, I, I'm not sure people realize that, um, you know, in abusive relationships, men use strategies to force women to become pregnant. And this is also a part mm-hmm. of this advocacy for publicly funded birth control. Because it is, absolutely. This is a big, especially in this day and age of uh, violence against women, so much attention placed on violence against much needed attention yeah. placed on violence against women. So so do you see this um, as well? And what what does this look like, this reproductive coercion? Well, uh, the domestic violence hotline has um, been able to record some of the things that uh, women have reported. And so just a few examples. So women have said things like, he has tried to talk me into having a child. He told me he wanted to keep me from leaving him. He refuses to wear condoms. I bought them and he throws them out. He admitted to me and the psychologist that he intentionally got me pregnant to trap me. And my sister was 14 years old. 14 years old when she became involved with an abusive guy. And she was 15 when his mother wanted a grandchild. So he coerced her. And so this issue of reproductive coercion becomes more complex since women in domestic violent relationships are often lower income. So these women, these women don't have equal access to quality birth control, causing a barrier for them to have um, control over their own body and reproductive rights. The reproductive coercion is a situation where equal access to birth control is crucial because the effect of both partner violence and reproductive control nearly doubles a woman's odds of becoming pregnant. We, you know, which is, this is just shocking, you know, when, when we're mindful of something like this going on. Um, yes. And, of course, these women um, in domestic violence 
relationships are often lower income, though not necessarily, but they often no, are. And yeah. they, you know, don't have access to the birth control. They often can't afford it. And then if they get pregnant, then they are really much more financially dependent on a man. Exactly. And they have no way out. <laughs> they have this baby and this life and they are um, being, trapped. you know, trapped and, and likely mm-hmm. in a very violent uh, situation. And that reproductive control can happen again and again and again. Yeah, Exactly. And and really, there, this is a, almost a bit of a public health emergency. Uh, an intervention needs to occur here to empower these women to gain control exactly. of their reproductive rights. First, absolutely, yes. So what is it that, um, uh, that you're intending to do? And I understand that the mm-hmm. government uh, has implemented a Canadian sexual health survey. How will that That's be a right. benefit to uh, the women and these families and the children? We have to think of the children who are the offspring of these couples and these children living in violent situations and in, in growing up in violent families. I mean, I've worked with every uh, people from all walks of life. And, and recently I asked a 24-year-old, um, do you have family? And, and he was drug dependent and he was, uh, you know, in, in trouble with the law and he had a lot of problems and, and he started to cry. And, oh. and he couldn't even say um, and I can only imagine uh, what he had experienced, given at 24 years of age, the, you know, the life that he was leading. And so mm-hmm. not only, you know, is it terrible for the, the woman and the child and, you know, even, even for the father or the man, um, mm-hmm. but it's a horrible way to, for children to be raised. Oh, for sure. Um, so you were asking about the Canadian Sexual Health Survey? Yes, Right. So, yeah, it's interesting. Like, it's, we're very fortunate with the timing of our committee because the Ministry of Health has identified access to family planning in BC as an area for review and improvement. And so University of uh, British Columbia's contraceptive access research team has undertaken a province-wide sexual health survey called the Canadian Sexual Health Survey. And so this survey began in the spring, and it's finishing right now in the early fall, and it's underway throughout all BC regions as a door-to-door computer-assisted personal interview. So the results of this survey will capture sexual experiences and the barriers and limitations women and girls experience to access high-quality birth or high-quality sexual health care and contraceptives. And so the evidence that will be found from this research will be used to inform evidence-based policy decisions to improve equal access to primary health care and family planning services in BC. And it will raise some, uh, it will highlight some of the issues that uh, your committee has been working on for the last little while. That's right. Absolutely. That's fantastic. So where can people find out more information about the Accessible Birth Control Committee and the work that you're doing and the updates and and, and or um, access that Canadian Sexual Health Survey? Well, the Canadian Sexual Health Survey is just finishing, but um, we are the... um, Accessible Birth Control Committee is partnered with the Family Resource Centre and Invermere. So you can um, look at their website to find out more information about us. Okay. Yeah. And their website is? Um, FamilyResourceCentre.org. Okay, fantastic. Well, Bridget, thank you so much. Thanks. It's great information, and I'm, I'm glad that you're shining a light on this. Perfect. Thank you for having me. I think, oh, you're very welcome, because I think a lot of people will be helped if we take a look at this sociological problem that we have in our province and, as you say, nationally as well, and, um, and really make, uh, try and improve the lives of many women, children, and fathers and men. When I come back, we're going to lighten things. So thanks so much, Bridget. 
Great to have you. you. All right. I look forward to the results on that. Uh, So when I come back, we're going to lighten this baby up and we're going to look at the penile recall haptic study and also ways to give you guys hidden power. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. Thanks for hanging there with me. Got something to hang on you later. Uh, (laughs) This is an educational program and... uh, so I hope you benefit from it. I wanted to talk about one of the most common sexual positions that could also be deemed very dangerous for you, and that's the woman-on-top position. And because it was held responsible for half of all penile fractures, yes, the penis can break, and that can happen during intercourse. And this research was done in Brazil, and it was actually the cases were recorded at three emergency departments in Brazil. And this is because the woman controls the penis with her entire body weight landing on it and is unable to interrupt it when it suffers wrong way penetration. So the harm is generally minor for her and generally pain-free, but it may be major for the penis. So positions involving the woman on all fours were also involved in 29% of the fractures. Um, A whole new meaning to doggy style. Uh, So the safest position in the bedroom is revealed as the man on top or the missionary position. Sorry about that, um, because a lot of people find that quite dull. Um, But anyway, this, this doesn't happen too often. So penises don't fracture or break too often. Uh, But the authors of this particular study, uh, or the cases actually, there were 44 men who attended three hospitals in Brazil with a suspected fractured penis over a 13-year period. So it's not very common, but just keep it in mind. Um, 42 of the cases were confirmed by physicians. So 28 fractures were sustained during heterosexual sex, four during homosexual sex, six after penis manipulation, and four in circumstances that remained unclear. Maybe they weren't being all that truthful. Um, And half of the patients described hearing an audible crack and feeling pain after the incident. So if you hear a crack and you feel pain and you've been engaging in that position, you might head yourself off to the emergency department. Um, So just a small warning. Also, I get a uh, question this, uh, I got this email. Dear Maureen, is it okay to fake an orgasm? You know, no. Plain and simple. No. Um, That's, uh, you know, it's important that women experience orgasm, and that has to do with re-socializing women and also reducing sexual abuse and unwanted sexual advances and sexual trauma, and also it has to do with vaginal health and vaginal moisturization and estrogen receptors in the urogenital tract or in the vagina as well. So it's multifaceted, but there are many reasons that women do not experience orgasm. But I've said it before on this program, a lot of people say, oh, it's fine, just fake it, forget it, don't worry about it. You know, I asked a woman in my practice this week, she was sexually active, and I said, she said um, she had vaginal dryness and it was, and sex hurt. And I said, do you still have sex? And she said, oh yeah, I still do it. It's like, really? You know, get the treatment that you need. There's lots of personal moisturizers, uh, that that can help over the long term. That actually, will treat the problem of vaginal dryness or low dose localized estrogen therapy, or also lubricants during sex. So, so there are treatments for these. You just got to ask. You just got to talk about it. Don't go around faking it because it's not nearly as pleasurable or enjoyable as it could be if you want to have sex. 
Um, if you don't want to have sex, don't worry about it. You know, that's fine, too. You can have a loving and beautiful relationship without sex if that's your choice. But it's for people who want to have sex or are having difficulty having sex. If you are having any issues, there are many um, there are many treatments available, and that's the work that I do all week long. Sex, sex, sex. And I, I do a lot of research as well, and I'm constantly reading um, about research studies, and there's very little uh, female, especially female sexual health uh, research studies, but the more and more is coming along as, uh, as we go along this gravel road. Um, but there was the penis-sized haptic recall study, and that was... Um, done because there are many concerns about penis size that affect men's sexual satisfaction and functioning. And so I like this study because actually with a 3D printer, they created um, penises. And so women have a better recall of penis size when they are actually touching it. So that's what haptic research is. It's actually tactile stimulation. That's how you collect data through a haptic way is uh, you actually touch it. So the the smaller penis decreases sexual confidence. And so penis size may be related to sexual functioning. So that, that's something else. And all of this research, even though this wasn't the, um, the most rigorous study, it wasn't the largest study, it, was a, it gives us some information. And all of, the, all of these research studies give us information. The more information we have, the better decisions that we can make. And it was interesting because in this um, study, this haptic memory or sensory memory study um, is helpful because it actually showed that women preferred a smaller penis in a longer-term relationship. For one-night stands, they preferred the larger penis. And actually seeing the study, seeing the penis and feeling the penis, the blue penis, as they made them all blue for whatever reason, uh, they had better recall uh, looking at that. Both men and women often report discomfort with the appearance of their genitals. But it's not as common as a concern as like body weight or muscularity or the amount of hair on someone's head or body hair. Body hair is a big issue for a lot of people or height um, is a lot of people uh, is a big problem for a lot of people. But penis size in this particular study was a concern for close to 70 percent of 200 men in one study. So men are concerned about penis size. But it might be helpful for men to know that women don't really care that much about penis size. Some women. I, I mean, I was, I was actually telling, <laughs> telling some people that, and this one woman just was like, really? I mean, that must be wrong, <laughs> that research study. I may agree with her. Um, but anyway, nonetheless, it's important. And so this penile extension business is massive. It's a billion-dollar industry. And quite frankly... You know, I'm a little bit biased, but there's no surgery that works. These really, these tablets and these herbs and all these supplements that they will sell uh, on TV, late night TV, the middle of the night, you know, shopping channel, whatever, uh, they're not going to work. But, you know, people buy these things and they hope that they work. Until now, uh, nothing has worked. But <laughs> until now, uh, we I have stealth hidden power in the studio with me right now. And I have Ivan joining me. He is a penis extender model, although you don't need it, Ivan, correct? That's right. Let's get that clear. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming into the studio to join My me. pleasure. To talk about this uh, hidden power for men. And, and you've given one to me, and I have one for you. If you want to call in and um, win some 
and you can use an alias. We don't have to use your name. I mean, you may be a big guy and just want even more, ex- you know, exactly. to be extension. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually not underwear. I, I've been telling people it is stealth underwear, but it, it's worn under. But you go ahead and you tell me. It's very close it. to being underwear. It's an underwear for the penis. So what it does... <laughs> It's a shape. It shapes the the, uh, the shape of the penis, and it makes it very, very comfortable. And you feel warmer, heavier, bigger, and it gives people the um, illusion that they they have a big penis. And all of a sudden, bang! Confidence levels up, and they get less shy. They get more likely to meet people. They go. They walk in the street in a different way. Their posture is different. So wow. the size of the penis does make a difference in how confident you are. In other words, I I bet. Uh, now, you said something that you can call me at 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell uh, to win this um, penis underwear. Uh, but you said something that's important related to health is that it makes it warmer. So that will increase blood flow. So people who are wearing this prior to having sex may have better blood flow. They may actually have a harder erection. Yes, and, be- and better sex <laughs> as well. Oh, of course. If you have yeah. a harder erection, mm-hmm. you're going to have better sex, right? Um, and, and, and erectile dysfunction is a problem for so many people. All right, we're going to get into this a little bit deeper. I, um, in, I like uh, to go deeper. Good. <laughs> oh, can they go deeper with it? Um, but it's interesting you say it's underwear for the penis. Um, and, uh, and I can see that now. And we have the different colors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it comes in and this is just a, I think it's just a fabulous party event. I hope yeah. <laughs> a fabulous party. It's one of those demonstrations. You get device. Yeah, you get used to it. Uh, you guess you, it's very easy to wear. And once you have it, uh, you kind of forget that you have it because it's, it's very comfortable. It's inside your pants and it gives you a bulge and a bigger size penis. And you f- very quickly forget about that you're wearing that. And oh, you just it, get I very think I'm getting calls from people, but I like to talk mm. to them. They got to talk to me if they want to win the underwear. That's right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, no, no, no. You don't get away with <laughs> I can see him answering all the calls. <laughs> no, no, no. You know me by now. You got to talk to me. No, you got to have balls on this program (laughs) if you want to win something i'm very generous (laughs) if you want to win something got to talk to me so i just (laughs) but you know mike is my new tech producer i was waiting to thank you until the end of the program mike (laughs) um yeah so look at that a lot of people want this and we're going to talk how this compares to some of the mike you there were there a few callers oh i can't actually hear you that's okay you technically okay there you are Okay. <laughs> well, then they don't win. They don't get to win. They ha- no. You don't know the rule. They gotta talk to me. That's, That's right. the rule. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I tell you that. Open the lines. They call me. <laughs> I know. No one gets that. They all think it's a free ride. No. <laughs> that's okay. They can call back if they want to win this to have better erections. I mean, that's that's my sales pitch. There they go. The phones are ringing. But we'll <laughs> maybe I'll talk to this guy. We're supposed to go to break. Probably get in trouble with. <laughs> I don't care. I'm always in trouble. That's fine. Uh, but yeah, I think it can be, you know what? This can be uh, a sexual health aid or uh, treatment option, right? Completely. And it's very hygienic. Uh, it's made with a special uh, uh, material that is uh, very auto-cleaning, auto, uh, auto-cleansing itself. So it's very, <laughs> it's very interesting. It's five years in the making. I've been working for this company for five years. And at the beginning, it was a completely different item, you know? Okay. I've got, I've got Dave on the line. Uh, but uh, hello, Dave. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. How are you? Good. 
can you do you mind? Uh, well, I probably have to go to break. So do you mind hanging on the line with me, Dave, for a few minutes? No problem. Can we go to break? Fabulous. All right. Thank you so much. All right. When I come back, we're going to dig even deeper. We're going to go deeper with this baby, nice. are we not, Evan? All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. And I wanted to compare it to some of the other underwear. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. Welcome back. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I'm going to go right to the callers because Dave has been hanging on the line for me. Hello, Dave. Hello. How are you? Good. Yourself? I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, so uh, did you have a question? <laughs> no question. Uh, very interested in this product. So. Are you? Sounds like it will be helpful. I think so, actually. You know, I was re- I've been reading about it, talking about it, but I actually think there are some definite sexual health benefits here for every man. And it's easy to use. You know, I, I, I advise everybody to try it at least once. It's easy to use, and you get, you get used to wearing it every day, and uh, it really makes you, uh, it makes you feel, I would say, uh, to a 25 30% more confidence with, uh, with the woman. You know, it makes you... M- Feel like you have a big bulge inside your pants, and I'm a, originally a playgirl model, so I'm I was chosen to be representing this business because of my penis size. So this <laughs> this product was built. Let me see. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so I've I've been to, through well, the, the testing. The desk is the rising bit. in the studio. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, did you have to? Does, did you have? I was a f- shoe model. Anyway, so, <laughs> Dave, you definitely won. <laughs> I want you to know. I don't want you to have any suspense. <laughs> um, so, okay, you know, Dave, you've won. If you could just leave your information with Mike, the tech producer, I'll see to it that you get your underwear, okay? Great. Thank you very much. Nice. All right, you're welcome. Let us know. And Antonio, you are my original man there, <laughs> original winner. Hello, Antonio. Hello. How are you? Hello. You're the original winner. Yeah. <laughs> Did you want to win some of this penile underwear? Sure. Yeah, it's an interesting, uh, interesting sounding product. I heard you the other day talking about it on when you were on another show, guest, guesting on uh, Linda Steele show. Yeah, on the Linda Steele show. I heard you talking about it. Oh, fantastic! Um, so, what what is appealing to you about this product? Uh, just, I mean, it's an interesting sounding product. Or whatever. I mean, my my uh, wife does, n- never complains, but I thought you know it'd be interesting to always you know. Something guys always interested in, right? Yeah, I think it'd be interesting to wear it and to see how you feel. You know, let me know okay. if it changes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pop me an email, sextalk at cknw.com. And, and uh, speaking of your product, I, I, I wanted to say I tried, we tried the V-Love before, and I don't know, I think it was that stuff, but we had like a skin reaction. Did you really? Yeah. So. You should notify uh, the company about that. Any any adverse reaction you have with any product or drug or anything, yeah. uh, you really need to notify the the company. Yeah. Okay. Yes, for sure. I I will notify them as well. That's okay. my responsibility as a healthcare professional to do that also. Yeah, because we had there was this, like we were super itchy. We had, like had no idea. We we're trying to figure out why, and the only new product we tried was that. So. Oh. Okay. You always want to test a product like that too on your skin, just a small amount, just a dab, just to make sure that you're not sensitive. <laughs> to anything like that. Right. Yeah, well, Antonio, thank you so much for all the great information. Thanks. All right. Fun, Antonio. Bye. Take care. Okay, so, yeah, this is, uh, I think this is going to resonate with a lot of men, uh, this product, and I'm hopefully going to be giving this penile underwear out, but um, over the next few weeks, as the company right. did, we've been kind of, you know, communicating um, over the last few days, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've been told that there'll there'll be some more. So, um, but I think that uh, yeah. What what are some of the other um, how how are men feeling? Uh, well, that 
I've been working for this company since the beginning uh, in all the stages of testing. So it's, it was just very cool to start with a general idea. This guy hires me and says, Ivan, I want to see what you're thinking about. You know, we need something that's going to fit uh, a normal penis and make them. And all the stages from the beginning were so interesting. And every year, go again and meet again. And it's kind of another, another product, completely high tech. I have and, a question for you, though. Yeah. Is, are there different sizes? Completely. Oh, 100 so different sizes. 100 uh -huh. different sizes. But men's mm -hmm. penis sizes range erect from like 3.5. It's very, very, very precise. Six. Yeah. Is that At the your most phone? precise. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's the most precise. Wow. Mm -hmm. So how do you know? Like you've gotten the wrong size. Or uh, you go online. Everything online. You choose your own size online so you don't need to see a real person if you're shy or something. So you go online and decide if you, they're going to show you how to measure it. And once you measure your size, the girth and the length, and then you have your precise um, uh, size for your penis enlargement. Okay, so this um, and so this increases the girth as well, which is exactly nice. Yeah. You know, that's a nice added mm -hmm. feature. Mm -hmm. um, the girth, the length, and uh, the comfort <laughs> in general. It's it just gives you that that heaviness and that um, like you walking in the street, for example. I never noticed that girls and I guess like guys too. They people have tendency of looking inside your your, your pants. There's a, a bulge, and I never knew that until I I tried this product. So I'm really. And so you've noticed more women oh, looking completely. at you as you're walking down yes, West and Georgia. That just brings up confidence <laughs> for sure. Uh -huh. It certainly does mm -hmm. if people are checking you out. That's yeah, right. absolutely. Well, this is uh, this is great. I did. I had another question. Is it some of those other underwear like Saks and My Package? Um, they they hold the the penis and mm -hmm. the they hold the package mm -hmm. in place, and they're very comfortable. Men say. And uh, so, how did is this? Are the, is this more comfortable than? And yeah. by the way, it doesn't take a brain surgeon to put that on. That's no, right. that's right. <laughs> Although it would help, I would like to have a brain surgeon coming and helping me with that. Um, but it fits. It fits really well. And uh, on the outside, the penis is in the inside, and uh, the testicles go on the outside. And it fits very, very tight, like a glove. It's the, the better way to explain it is like a glove. It's like a fitted glove. Okay. And uh, you can leave it for up to uh, a week, two weeks, and or you can take it a little bit every what day. What do you mean, leave it on? You, you leave it on. Yes. A lot what of about showering? A lot of guys leave it on. You can actually... Uh, While they shower? Uh, yes. Oh. Yes, you can the, shower. It wouldn't cause skin irritation? No, it's a special like special material. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay, so it's very, leave it on for two weeks. Yes, exactly. Oh, fantastic. Oh, but you may take it off to have sex, though. Yes. You want to do that. Yes, right. you might. At the last second, <laughs> you might want to quickly turn around and remove it. <laughs> or you can just <laughs> well, you know turn what? the lights up and be like, well, that's the weirdest feeling i I know, I've but the work had. is done. At that point, the work is done. Your, 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 big, your big penis did the work and they got you all the way down to the, the bed and you're, you're there. So. Then you turn the lights out, turn around quickly, whip it off, and then she goes, whoa, that was a disappointment. <laughs> no, at your point, the penis has a, an erection. And an erection, because some guys are getting... Uh, soft, bigger, softer, or bigger uh, grower, I think it's called. Longer? So, yes. Longer. Exactly. <laughs> Are they getting longer as a mm -hmm. result of it? So yes. it actually does enhance exactly. the, the penis. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, this... this um, I should uh, try it for you. <laughs> <laughs> you will understand. Like I me. am a serious healthcare <laughs> professional, I want you to know. I, actually, <laughs> I have a good reputation, I think. I'm not really sure. I'm quite serious. <laughs> Uh, but this is a serious subject, you know, because uh, right. erectile dysfunction, you know, it's, it, it's another tool in the toolbox um, yeah. in, in addition to reducing weight and mm -hmm. cutting out smoking, decreasing mm -hmm. alcohol, uh, all of those, uh, you know, 
um, mindfulness and, you know, being healthy of mind is also very helpful. Not being too tired. You can be exhausted exactly. and lose an erection as well. So we're probably yes. going to have to go to a break now, mm-hmm. I think. Um, I see Mike has been fielding calls. Mike, you've done, an, you've done a bang-up job tonight on the, <laughs> on the controls, I have to say. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure having you here. We'll go to break and we'll wrap this baby up. You'll be so glad to go home. Anyway, I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show. I want to thank Evan, my playgirl model, for being in the studio with me tonight on very short notice. I might say everything else was long, but uh, the notice was short. And uh, st- stealthformen.com, is that the website? Yeah, so if you want to go and find out more information about how you can increase your self-confidence. Now back to the ladies. Uh, you know, sometimes you're just tired and you just think, you do something and you wish, oh, why did I do that? And so I sent an email to somebody this week and I realized I chose the wrong email and, and I, was, I was sending it to somebody that I wasn't sending it to a man and I sent it to an acquaintance of mine. I hardly know the guy. And I sent him this email that said, do you think we should charge more for the threesome? Anyway, it was a total joke. <laughs> as soon as it went into cyberspace, I wanted to grab it back and I couldn't. And I thought, oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? Um, and anyway, I had to just own up to it and say, listen, that was a complete joke. It wasn't intended for you. I'm so sorry. He said, thank you very much. It helped me from crafting a very delicate email back to you. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the threesome that I was talking about are the three events that I'm hosting in November. <laughs> I've, been referring it endear- I've been referring to it endearingly as the threesome because we're having... Uh, hot flash in the city events on November 17th, 18th, and 19th. And it's a fun, entertaining, it's, uh, it's a movie called Hot Flash Havoc. It's going to be a women's educational night. It's a girls' night out. I have a, uh, a signature drink to, um, it might be that Viagra, uh, you know, stiff drink that I mentioned earlier. Uh, st- <laughs> I have a signature drink that's going to be an Appies, and it's a net- great networking event. We show a movie. We're going to be hosting it in West Vancouver at the K-Meek Theater and also at the Evergreen Cultural Se- Community Center out in the Tri-Cities area and then here at the Scotia Theater as well. So hopefully you join me. Tickets are on uh, Eventbrite. Hot Flash in the City, Eventbrite. So uh, love for you to join me there. I will be giving out some free tickets, of course, uh, in upcoming shows, uh, but not tonight because I've run out of time. You can always go to my website, www.backtothebedroom.ca. You can follow me on Twitter, at Back the Number 2, The Bedroom. Continue to email me because I love getting your emails. You have no idea. Sometimes I laugh so hard. I see, <laughs> I see, like, I love those of you that have a great sense of humor as well. Um, so sex talk at cknw.com. You can always go to my blog. I write about all of these things and I am going to be writing about penile underwear. Don't you think I won't? Um, but back to the bedroom dash blog dot CA. Remember when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. I am Maureen McGrath and it has been my absolute pleasure tonight to be here with you tonight. And what makes this program is the great guests that I have on the program. So thank you so much for daring to be on with me. Evan and uh, Bridget Atterbury uh, about a very important subject as well. And I did not get to the research study 
But next week, I will, about uh, self-defense and rape prevention. I'm Maureen McGrath. You've been listening to the CKNW Sunday Night Sex Show.